Are you selling a little or a lot? Either way, Shopify helps you do your thing. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. It helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. In fact, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And now you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Most of the business owners who listen to No Bullshit Leadership want to go large. What's so cool about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash leadership or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash leadership now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash leadership. Hey leaders, M here. We're finalizing Marty's 2024 speaking calendar and he still has a few opportunities available. Now you've experienced the impact that Marty has on the podcast, but that's only a tiny fraction of the impact that he has when he delivers an in-person keynote presentation. If you'd like to book Marty to speak at your organization's event, go to martingmore.com or send us an email at hello at martingmore.com and we can chat about how to tailor his powerful message to your leaders to achieve real results. All right, now back to the episode. Welcome to the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. In a world where knowledge has become a commodity, this podcast is designed to give you something more, access to the experience of a successful CEO who has already walked the path. So join your host, Martin Moore, who will unlock and bring to life your own leadership experiences and accelerate your journey to leadership excellence. Hey there, and welcome to episode 209 of the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. This week's episode, The New Leader's Playbook. Where do you start? A lot of the content we cover in the No Bullshit Leadership podcast is applicable to any level of leadership, even though there's a big difference between leading individual contributors and leading other leaders. But if you're new to a leadership role, where do you start? What should you focus on? How do you manage the need to contribute technically and still lead your team? How do you reshape the relationships you may have formed with people who were previously your peers but who now report to you? There's a lot of complexity in that transition to your first leadership role, and more often than not, you're given very little guidance, and there aren't a plethora of good role models to learn from. So, if you're a more experienced leader, don't switch off just yet. You really need to take these comments to heart. You have an obligation to coach, nurture, and develop your new leaders. And this isn't something that most senior leaders do well. But if you take these lessons on board, and use them as a practical guide to instruct your new leaders, you'll greatly increase their likelihood of making a successful transition. In today's episode, I'm going to outline the simple steps to success for new leaders. If you're taking on your first leadership role, what should you do to really nail it? And if you're promoting people into those first-time leader roles, how do you set them up for success? Doing this well is the foundation for increasing your team's capability 
and improving its performance. It's a no-brainer. So I've broken the episode up into four elements. The first is how to make the necessary mental and psychological adjustments as a new leader. The second is how to manage the work program. The third is how to manage your new relationships. And the fourth is how to get superior results from the team. So let's get into it. Now I'm going to do something in this episode that I haven't done before. Obviously, we have over 200 podcast episodes dating back to 2018. There's a vast array of practical leadership tools and strategies in that body of work. But the downside of having so much of it is that finding something specific can be virtually impossible. Today, for each of these four leadership transition areas, I'm going to give you a list of podcast episodes that you can listen to to develop your thinking and capability in any or all of these areas. This basically gives you a solid roadmap to face into any of the challenges you're likely to find as a new leader or that you may need to guide your new leaders through. Now, I'm going to give you the episode numbers, and the easiest way to find them is to go straight to our website play, which also has the transcripts and any downloadable links that might be there. So, for example, if you're looking for episode 67, you can go straight to yourceomentor.com forward slash episode 67. So as you go through this episode, you might just want to write down the episode numbers so that you can come back to them for reference later. Let's start by looking at how to make the mental and psychological adjustments to a leadership role. There are a number of areas where you need to change your mindset. You shouldn't expect to be able to change this overnight, but if you don't focus on the right things, it can take years to reach the level of mental control that you need to lead people well. So for me, you can't get leadership skill until you have the right mindset. The number one thing you have to realise is that the minute you step into a leadership role, you have to accept that not everyone is going to like you. You could be the perfect leader. Hell, you could be the perfect person, and still, not everyone's going to like you. Now, if you're really good, some of the people around you will actually resent you because it shines a light on their own failings. And that contrast isn't always welcome. So just recognise that no matter what you do, it's impossible to be universally liked. The very first podcast episode I led out with was Respect Before Popularity. It's so important to have the right mindset, or you'll struggle with this for years, and it'll tarnish everything you do. You simply won't enjoy leading. Now, I did a recent reboot of this episode that is a must-listen. So just make a note of it first. It's episode 206, and that's called It's Still Respect Before Popularity. The second important mental adjustment is to understand what the fundamental nature of leadership is. What are you actually trying to achieve? And what's the best leadership approach to employ and integrate into your unique leadership style? There's no shortage of content out there about desirable leadership attributes. You know, humility, transparency, fallibility, integrity, all the good stuff. But this isn't the place of focus for you as a new leader it's much more important to focus on what you need to do than who you're trying to be. So the first episode that's going to help you to adopt the right leadership posture is episode 182, What is Strong Leadership? Uh, another episode to back this up that's a little older but still super valuable is an extension of this theme. It's episode 68, The Price of Leadership Weakness. 
your people suffer the most. The next important mental adjustment is to get over the perception that no one can do the job as well as you. Now, paradoxically, this actually might be true, especially if you've been promoted to run the team you used to be a member of. You've been chosen above your peers for a reason, and it's often because you were the best performer at that technical level. So when you start to manage the work outputs of the team, you'll be tempted to make every output perfect. You won't want to see anything less than you would produce yourself, but this is a fast track to an unsustainable workload. There are loads of reasons why you need to take a different approach. One of excellence over perfection. You should just accept that no one can do the job as well as you and direct your efforts towards increasing your people's capability, not over-functioning for them by doing their work when it doesn't meet your expectations. Now, episode three was excellence over perfection, but I did a more recent overhaul of that, which is episode 169, The Pursuit of Perfection. Sounds noble, doesn't work. The final element of mental adjustment I want to touch upon is your need to become more resilient. Now, if you don't have experience leading people, it's unlikely that you will have developed the strength of resilience that you'll eventually need. This is just like lifting weights in a gym. You can't build muscle unless you experience the pain and resistance of the weights. And resilience is all about facing into the pain of adversity. We all face setbacks, obstacles and disappointments. It's facing into this adversity willingly that builds your resilience. Ultimately, your goal should be to acquire the state of grace under pressure. So a great podcast episode for this is episode 43. People follow resilient leaders. Keeping your cool 24-7. Okay, now that we have some resources to help us manage our mental state, let's think about getting the work program right. This is really important for a new leader, and it's a topic all on its own. You can do a lot of things right in leadership, but without the right focus on value, your results are still going to be poor. Now, we don't have many podcast episodes on value. It's the centerpiece of our flagship education program, Leadership Beyond the Theory. And we go into really specific detail about how to define trace, rank, and deliver value in the program. But as a new leader, you have to develop a value focus. And this is the be-all and end-all of leadership. This is why you're there. Forget what you hear about leaders being there only to serve their people. That's a byproduct of great leadership. It's not the reason you're there. Your job as a leader is to create value. But it's not just financial value. It comes in many different forms. You can create value by improving the safety of your work environment. You can create value by acquiring better competitor intelligence. You can create value by having stronger compliance processes to protect your license to operate. You can create value by improving service quality for your customers. Now, as a first-time leader, it's important to understand what creates value for the organisation as a whole and then how your team's work feeds into this. So making sure that you're working on the right things is the critical first step. At least make sure you're doing the right work before you think of how to do it. Now, a good episode to listen to for this is episode 42, First Create Value, Developing the Right Leadership Mindset. The next step is to understand the relative value of the items on your team's work program. Now, you can't do everything, so it's important to realise that we all try to do too much. 
It's in our nature. And as a new leader, you're going to want to impress your boss. You're not going to want to say no. But somewhat paradoxically, success doesn't come from showing that you can take on a never-ending workload. Success comes from doing less and doing it really, really well. When we take on too much, we do everything half-assed. Real results come from delivering the high-value outcomes, doing less work, and absolutely nailing the value delivery. A great episode for this is episode 67, Simplicity and Focus. Okay, let's move on to managing relationships. When it comes to relationships as a new leader, you'll need to up the ante a bit. You'll be developing new relationships with your team members that you never had to before, and very different relationships with your peers and your boss. Now, obviously, managing relationships is a complex area, and I can't do it justice in a five-minute grab in this episode. But fortunately, I've already done the heavy lifting. When it comes to the relationships, I've got four key areas for you to think about, each with some episodes for you to listen to if you want to get into the how. Now, remember, all of these are highly practical with tools and guidance for execution. The first principle is that you need to stamp your authority on the new role as quickly as possible. People need to know what you're going to do differently and how you intend to lead your team. If you do this quickly and with confidence, it's going to set the scene completely differently from the situation where you just take a few tentative uncertain steps. People can smell fear and they can smell lack of confidence. So start off on the right foot. Have a listen to... Episode 114, Making a Role Your Own. The next thing is that you'll have to work out the right tone of relationship to set with your team. This is always tricky, but even more so if you've been promoted to lead the team you used to be a member of. You may already have formed some strong relationships and even friendships with the people you now have to lead. So it's critical that you reset the tone and give yourself the professional distance that's going to enable you to lead strongly. So have a listen to episode 197, Why Can't We Be Friends? Now we spoke earlier about the posture of a strong leader. So the third relationship tip is how to be compassionate and empathetic without lowering your standards. The very best leaders have boundless empathy, but they're strong enough to know they need to lead their team to success. You also need to give people the freedom to make their personal choices without you inappropriately taking responsibility for them. The best episode to listen to for this is the one where I clearly outline how to develop empathy and still focus on results. Now, I've got to say this is one of my all-time favorite episodes. It's super practical, and it's episode 135, When Empathy Becomes Sympathy. What's the difference? The fourth and final area of the relationship piece is managing the relationships you have with your boss and your peers. Now, these relationships are often really difficult, and every relationship is different, obviously, because of the personalities involved and the context you might be working in. But there are some rules of thumb here that you'll find helpful in navigating this maze. So I have two episodes. The first is episode 162, Managing Up, a cheat sheet. Now, I absolutely love this episode because I cover everything from how to figure out what type of boss you're working for, right through to my nine rules of thumb for managing upwards. The other episode is about how to manage the demands that are going to come at you from all sides. This is an invaluable guide in making sure that you have the tools to contain everything from your work program 
to your people's outrageous demands for pay rises. And that's episode 61, Learning to Say No. Okay, now we're at the business end of the episode. As a new leader, nothing speaks louder than the results you achieve. And if you want to get great results, it's about getting the most from your team, not just producing more of the same yourself. I have three key principles here for you to think about. The first is you need to be able to have difficult conversations with your people. Your ability to sit comfortably in conflict is absolutely essential. Now, we have a whole module dedicated to this in Leadership Beyond the Theory, where we give you the tools you need to move confidently into the conflict space. Facing conflict is 90% will and 10% skill, especially when it comes to having those hard conversations with your people. So we start right here, getting your head around how to step into the one-on-one conflict situations willingly, so you can start by listening to Episode 6, The Psychology of Feedback. That's the will part. And then you can move on to the skill part, which is episode 22, Feedback Made Easy, where we give a really practical guide to how to construct a feedback conversation. The second key principle is, after you have a good overview of how to step into and conduct healthy, productive performance conversations, it's then really important to think about how to conduct your day-to-day business. There's a bunch of things you can do to improve execution in your team. And the first is to set really strong accountabilities. Everyone needs to know exactly what's expected of them. They have to be empowered properly, and (laughs) that's not as easy as it sounds either, (laughs) and they have to be held to account for their results. So the episodes I've produced on this topic are pretty useful. The two that I think are the most useful are, firstly, the accountability focus you need to execute, and that's episode 19, Execution for Results, Driving Accountability into Your Team. The second brings clarity to who does what by reinforcing the importance of doing the job you're paid to do and making sure your people do theirs. This episode's another golden oldie. It's episode seven, working at the right level. What got you here won't get you there. The third and final principle in getting superior results is about setting and maintaining a strong standard for performance in your team. Now, you can start by making sure you set a clear standard for both performance and behaviour and that no one feels as though they get a holiday from that standard, no matter what. The episode where I really nailed this principle is episode 44, the standard you walk past is the standard you set. Then, your essential toolkit requires you to be able to work with each person in your team in the day-to-day, using the leadership dialogue to guide your interactions. So the toolkit here is outlined clearly in episode 57, Challenge, Coach, Confront. Often, the toughest part of this is knowing how far you should push your team, and this calls for some astute judgment. So in episode 148, stretching your people without breaking them, I got really specific about how to do this. Let's tie all this up. As a new leader, you'll find that some areas are tougher than others. What I've done in this episode is to give you the guide rails for what you should be thinking about. Now, I covered off the most important piece of the transition, which is the mental and psychological adjustments that you need to make. Then, I spoke about how to set up your work program, how to build the relationships you need to build, and how to achieve superior results. And to back this up, I've given you almost 20 podcast episode references to get the detail you need in each area. Now, don't underestimate how valuable this is. 
I've curated what are effectively a disconnected set of topics to give you a playbook that you can use to ensure your leadership career starts off on the right foot and sets you up for a long and rewarding career. For those of you who are leading new leaders, keep these episodes on tap and prescribe them whenever you see your new leaders struggling with any of the leadership concepts that they're facing. This is what's going to help you to provide the guidance and support that many new leaders only wish they had. Now, because there are so many episodes that I'm referencing in this one, we're going to give you a free downloadable, which you can get at yourceomentor.com forward slash episode 209. This has all the links you'll need to get to the episodes that are most going to benefit you. All right, so that brings us to the end of episode 209. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, at Your CEO Mentor, our purpose is to improve the quality of leaders globally. So please take this episode and share it with a new leader or share it with an older leader who's got to guide them through those first awkward steps. I'm really looking forward to next week's episode, Managing Your Time Effectively. Until then, I know you'll take every opportunity you can to be a no-bullshit leader. 